That was The One by Mary J. Blige and Drake. Now I forgot this song even existed and I just got really hype in the studio right now on a Sunday enjoying that little throwback. What's up guys? You are listening to The Social with me, Bashak, on The Beat London and we are very much continuing with our sick love takeover with Tallulah Siren. Hi! Hi! Now I want to give you the honours mm-hmm. of introducing dun, da, da, da. Dun, da, da, da. So this week, a lady in pink. This week on the Sick Love Takeover on the Social on the Beat London, we have the wonderful Lucy Tan. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I'm happy to be here for another week. So lovely to have you. How are you feeling on a Sunday with us? Thank you for being here. I'm feeling good. The weather's good. Weather's terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's not you get what you get here, no, honestly. You get what you get, absolutely. Now, part of this kind of concept series um, that Tallulah kind of started is all about giving you the agency to talk about the things that you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's her series, What's It To You? And we are co-opting it here on the social for those that have missed the intro show and uh, the other half of the show. Now, before we get into anything else, I would love to know why you chose the topic that you chose because you chose why are all artists living in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, why did you choose this topic and in what ways do you think artists are living in the future? So, tell me. Talk to me. For me, mm-hmm. over the past two to three years that I've been doing music, the one thing that I feel like I was never really warned about before, but I guess it's not really like a solid thing, but it's just something that you kind of come to grips with, Mm. um, is the process of putting music out. Mm. And then when fans like your music, Mm. you know, when they like it and when they become attached to it, Mm you might have moved on from that music already. As in the actual like tune or the track or the whatever it is? Yeah. Okay, interesting. And the more music you put out and the more you look towards the future, your fans, I guess, are probably like a few steps behind you where mm. they're only seeing everything that's coming out. Mm. So now like, now I've been doing music for like a few years, having people come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, I love your song Ride that came out in like 2019 and then I thought about like the type of person I was when 2019 Mm. I wrote Ride and I feel like I'm completely different to that but then like people love that song and they like I actually completely get you yeah Uh, they they related to themselves in some way so in in, like quite a nice way it feels like oh there's a bit of my past that Mm. is kind of attached to someone's present in this day and age and yeah I think like another reason why I think that like artists are living in the future is also just because of like you know sometimes there can be a time lag of like when you put out music yeah you know so when you see your favorite artist dropping a single or an album you know for you it's fresh but in their eyes they're probably like two albums in the future like what am I gonna do next how am I gonna like you know how am I gonna improve myself like and where is my music going? Where is my content going? Mm-hmm. To that point, just to take a step back, though, because I think you brought up a very interesting premise. You've already lived the life that you've lived that gave you the experiences to make the music you've just made, especially yeah. if you're a songwriter, right? Yeah. So 
is it painful for you in some way to go back? So let's say you wrote a breakup song, right? Yeah. Great example. And then we all hear it today and we love it, but you've already broken up with this person. Um, and that was maybe a year ago. Is, yeah. it, is, it, is it a painful or is it a beautiful uh, dynamic there for you to have to relive in some way every time yeah. you perform, every time somebody has that uh, relationship with your music? And can you ever really get away from it? I think it depends, really. Like, in my situation, something, when I've written something that talks about something that's quite painful, emotionally painful for me, for the first few months, I do find it, quite hard to be able to listen to it again and again mm -hmm. without you know mm -hmm. having the same feelings come back mm -hmm. every single time it's like you know I ain't got time for this I don't yeah. want to get upset you know so it's like especially when you've grown past that moment yeah exactly but and I feel like after that like certain cut off point there is just a period of time where you're like, oh, well, mm. a lot of, you know, time has healed mm. some wounds. Like, I can just listen to this. And, like, when other people, they start liking it as well, then, yeah, you kind of, for me, my experience is, is that you have that period where it does feel a bit painful to, like, listen to it over and over again, especially performing it. But mm. then after, it's like, you, you know, immortalize it. You immortalize it, yeah. yeah and that's cool. Way. And that's the, that's the beautiful part of art, right? It's like mm -hmm. your pain becomes shared because there's a great quote that always comes to me in this kind of conversation which is mm. your hum there is nothing rare about your human experience exactly. anything under the sun that you have felt somebody else has felt even if it's the most yeah. unique rare condition you might have or <laughs> right whatever it is that is a unique experience there is no such thing and I think that's beautiful because in some ancestral way <laughs> right to take it back you're kind of connected to the human experience by virtue of knowing what everyone having lived through what you've lived through mm -hmm. right? yeah no, which, is, which is very very cool what are, what are your thoughts on on this kind of meta concept I mean I think definitely anyone that creates anything is in the future and I think for artists in general anyway it's, it is difficult to be present yeah. because you do have to think like you know you have to even think what are people going to like in, in yeah. a year's time yeah. and like so I think it's probably very difficult to create stuff and just be completely present because yeah. I, I guess as well at the same time you had to think about what your next move is going to sure. be mm -hmm. or if it's going to fit with what you're doing right now sure. and like a fashion designer though like mm -hmm. well, there's no yeah. difference it's like you got to think of the trend yeah, season yeah. 2023 yeah. yeah you know spring 2023 full disclosure here though yes when I chose this topic I also have been watching a lot of the Matrix movies. <laughs> it all makes sense. It all makes sense. It all makes yeah. sense. I love it. Very, very cool. I think it's a great topic indeed. And speaking of presence then, do you feel like presence is something that you do struggle with given all these various dynamics and, you know, past, present, future yeah. uh, journey that you take? Yeah. Um, oof, I wouldn't call myself a time traveller, but... <laughs> you can do that. You know, at times, like, it does feel a little bit difficult to live in the present mm -hmm. um, but I think that there was a period of time where I guess because I was so focused on like what I was doing next and especially mm -hmm. like with this point in my career where I've come out with a new name change and I'm releasing new music so it's like gosh I really have to plan for the future and I think when Monarchy came out I really took a second and I was just like okay I just 
need to enjoy this mm. moment in the present I also caught COVID so I didn't really have any other choice great but it was like that gave me a lot of time to just be like you know what like this is it this is it this like is I did the only it moment we're gonna have yeah absolutely and it's been a long moment coming so that from then on I was like hey like anything happened like I'm just gonna like live in the moment as much as I can absolutely and to that point also like it's important to put landmarks to things I kind of like birthdays mm. if you don't celebrate your birthday it's just another day yeah and it doesn't have that kind of landmark timeline yeah. stamp in the road fork yeah. in the road moment to kind of go this is what happened at this point in my life yeah which is why celebrating Celebration is as important as kind of anything else when you're working because if yeah. you don't celebrate what are you what are you really striving towards you always have that like one existential person I don't know someone who's like we're <laughs> aging every day every <laughs> second every hour your that life is over you're, you're as young as you're gonna be today I love it that's, that's me right <laughs> um, and, and talk to me a little bit then about your music writing process um, we spoke a little mm. bit about being present um, do you tend to look to the past when you write or are you able to kind of be futuristic with it or present with it which tense so. do you like to sort of <laughs> give us the grammar exercise you know what as much as like I talk about constantly thinking about the future mm -hmm. a lot of the songs that I've made have actually been made in like the real present time mm. like anything that comes to me in the moment a lot of the time for example Monarchy mm -hmm. and a lot of the singles I have coming out next like they were all made in something like half an hour to wow. an hour wow. wow it was just like that one burst of energy we were just like flow state yeah everything just comes out and it's just like so easy like and it usually happens in like the last hour of a session for me mm. I can be there for like 10 hours and come out with absolutely nothing mm. yeah. and then we sit there and I'm like okay wait <laughs> I have something let's start on this and it's usually at the end I don't know why I feel mm. like maybe mm. this like the rush of like mm. time and stuff so yeah a lot of the stuff that I write about and what you hear about in my songs detail my present day at mm. that time interesting because i would have thought you would have said past because that would be my answer yeah because it takes a minute to like recover from your life <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and process what happened to you, you know, and I also get... like the, the the benefit of uh, perspective mm. I, you know what i have like i've really been into at the moment mm -hmm. songwriting for other people potentially in the future interesting and i think that writing about the past mm. is like a perfect way to just start there it's just like separate it from you and like mm. make stuff for other people mm. it's like that wasn't this isn't you now but you have all these experiences which you can touch upon so I've kind of dabbled here and there in writing in the past recently but very yeah. cool and you can probably tell their stories with a bit more yeah, <laughs> the more autonomy. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I mean, I guess if you're writing often, it's probably quite hard not to just write about what's happening right in now. Moment in time, yeah. It's like a sonic diary. Yeah, completely. Like if you've had a bad day or mm. a good day or whatever, mm. and you're in the studio, it would probably be quite hard not to be like, okay, I just need to like release mm, this yeah. right now. Mm -mm. Do you remember um, that song, um, Mo Bamba by Shaq Wes? No, but tell us more. Like, mm. It's like, I'm falling <laughs> on my phone. Vaguely. It was like one of the biggest like hip hop songs like two or three years ago. Like it just blew up yeah. out of nowhere. And I read up about how this song was made. And 
Shaq wears, like he literally says that his friend Mo Bamba, I think, who he played basketball with, he was basically just like freestyling for 10 minutes, just wow. talking about nothing. And that mm. song became like absolutely the, 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 the massive. Track. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like his just like kind of thoughts of his head like ends up becoming like this massive big track. It's just like kind of a natural thing. I mm. think it's mm. really interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. But I also think audiences resonate to that like immediate urgent authenticity mm. of like, all right, freestyle, go. Yeah. The bars that people can hit, even if they're not good bars, they're still like real. Yeah. And there's something about that that is like powerful. Yeah, I guess because you have to completely let yeah. go. Uh, mm. You it can't be pretty. Be like, yeah, this is just coming from inside. <laughs> Should no, we do like, bars? Drop a freestyle right now. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier on, Tulu and I were talking about surrender. Um, maybe that's what we need to do, my love. We just gotta go <laughs> yeah. bar for bar. And then like, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Do you think like what would just I mean, randomly come terrible. out? I'll be <laughs> like food. That's what I would talk about. And now right before we go into a break and we play your track Monarchy, I do want to know um, kind of how the pandemic kind of space was for you as an artist. Um, you really took the time to hone in on your sound and you very much have come back stronger than ever, which we love to see. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, at this point now, are you always looking to move forward or do you see value in the past? So I think that a lot of conversations I've had recently about pre-pandemic life, which, how long has it been now? Like, two years? It must have been like two years. Two years. Yeah. Two years. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It's literally a dystopian world. So, like, pre-pandemic life for me, and I feel like it can kind of be said the same for a lot of other people, um, was just very, very, very fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Um, I was currently a uni student living with, like, five other housemates, and I'd never lived with people before. Mm. And I don't know, I feel like as a young person, like, I was witnessing, like, how busy, like, young people were in the sense that a lot of my flatmates would be out at like 7am, 8am, go to the gym, then go to uni, then go to class and like go out and then go see friends and then come back home and like 11pm or something. And do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, and just do it all over again every single day. It was my first time I ever set time, like ever set foot in the gym that year and actually like <laughs> try to, you know, um, not be lazy. So it was like, oh, well, I'm enjoying this. Like, I'm not really overthinking too much where like, most of the time I'm always overthinking um so when the pandemic happened it was like a very big halt um Mm -hmm. and it was a good few months of having to in some ways come to terms with like the previous few months of Mm. me just going at like 150 miles per hour and having to kind of go back to that and like I guess like Mm. you have a lot of time by yourself like and when you're in lockdown you kind of think back on things and you look back on the past um and I think that at the time I found it really grating I just wanted to go out I just wanted to like keep to that life but then now things are so different for me especially musically and like what I want to do with my career so I would not have been able to get there without thinking about 
all those things in the past yeah mm. I think that like the key thing to just being successful or just like happy in anything you do is like knowing yourself like having self-assurance sure. and like sure. also having like confidence and passion and I feel like you're able to hone those things in during the pandemic yeah I think that like if you don't like recognize like the past things in your life like if you don't recognize like habits you have good mm. and bad if you mm. don't you know take in events that have happened mm. if you just like run away from them it's hard to you know there's more room to like you know potentially have to go through something like that again I think mm. like it's good to just know yourself more than anything and be kind of the kind of reflective person that the pandemic has forced us to be yeah amazing yeah. look at those gems we are spitting on a Sunday I love to hear it Lucy could you please intro monarchy for us real quick okay 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 please give us the goods you guys yes. are tuned into the beat London and oh. you're listening to monarchy by Lucy Tun let's go let's go let's go hey you heard it here first that was just us with SZA and DJ Khaled I'm still not very sure what he actually does but shout out to him <laughs> we are back with our sick love takeover with the beautiful Tallulah and Lucy Tan in the building with me now I'm handing over to my very capable and powerful guest uh, guest uh, co-host even uh, in front of me Tallulah Hello, hello. So obviously we've been talking about you as an artist and the concept of artists living in the future. Mm -hmm. But what things creatively inspire you the most as an artist? Currently, the things that have inspired me the most, um, I've actually been reading a lot of books Mm -hmm. and that doesn't sound like too different from maybe what other people do but I genuinely did not read books yeah until I was about 18 years old like I never read the Harry Potter books mm-hmm. never had the attention span for it watched so much TV just couldn't get into them but now I'm really trying to like go back in and find some books that I really like and I've been really liking the um the Murakami books mm-hmm I haven't heard of them. Um, he's a Japanese author. He's just written like a bunch of books um, and they're all fictional. And mm. he uses like so much, um, how do I say it? Descriptions, illustrations? Yeah, like he used so much like visual imagery in his Beautiful. writing. Nice. And the way he tells his stories, they're just so unpredictable in the sense that he will write for like pages and pages and pages about just like mundane everyday things Mm -hmm. and then just in one paragraph somewhere he will just reveal like a really big plot line that basically changes the whole story but it's just all just very like casual Um, and I find that I found that quite inspiring recently that's something you could interpret into your music as in like people might think it's going to go a certain way and yeah. by verse mm, two yeah. switch it up yeah. switches like, up yeah give them something they're not expecting yeah I think that like I love I feel like I'm always obsessed with just like dreaminess and like mm-hmm. visual kind of play on words and everything that's always been something that really interests me mm. so yeah if you haven't read the Murakami books yet 
definitely go for I'll it. Check them out, yeah, for sure. Are there any artists um, that you listen to a lot, or you listen to, I guess, growing up that that really feel like they have a significant impact on your music? I'm loving these thoughtful pauses. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, give me a second. Um, I think that maybe. I've really looked up to a lot of artists at the moment who have made some form of like cultural impact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think that one of them for me is definitely Frank Ocean. Mm. I think that his music completely speaks for himself and the fact that he just pours all of his emotion nowhere else except his own art and his own music and he can just drop albums just once every five years yeah. and we all eat it up and so it's like I think that's really really inspiring for me um any like mainstream pop star as well like I'm mm -hmm. absolutely obsessed with me too like give us a name <sighs> Ariana Grande oh, fine, Taylor, fine. Swift. Oh, Taylor yeah. Swift <laughs> Taylor Swift's like story arc like it always story arc like it amazes me how like <laughs> no, no, the original story yeah. <laughs> yeah like what what was the album that she released that was like her villain arc I can't remember For, uh, um, reputation yeah. reputation and at the time like a lot of people almost villainized her like they in did. that moment because they were like oh this music's so different like she's so different she's changed all this stuff and then like a few years later she fully explains it and she's like yeah this was how everyone was portraying me in the media so you know what this is like a turnaround like middle finger up this album if you're going to make me out to be the villain i might as well be one yeah yeah i'll give you what you're mm. asking for basically i think like you said though it is really interesting um artists who do make like cultural change yeah mm. or who you know i guess in whichever way they're able to put importance out through their music yeah. or like have a message mm. and yeah. that's definitely something that's really important i think that like nowadays as a musician it is like the concept of boundaries in terms of genres mm. um in terms of like what you do whether you're just a singer or you're just like a producer or, or you're just like an instrumentalist i feel like those barriers are kind of fading a little bit yeah that's how i feel like look in a beautiful way in a beautiful yeah, yeah. way like think about kanye west how mm. i feel like he kind of birthed the age of like being a jack of all trades in the sense mm. that he's this like big rapper but he's also got this like massive fashion brand he's yeah. a fashion designer mm. you know mm. so like now and now like you're just seeing all these musicians like branch into different things yeah i think you can do there's so much more space for creatives to today be creative in so many different outlets yeah it's 100%. really interesting but going back to talking about the future and stuff like within the music industry what changes would you like to see in the future more clarity mm, that's mm. a good one more clarity more honesty um and feel like a little bit more compassion yeah. <laughs> that's how i feel i mean can, my can you defined clarity exactly um i guess that maybe it's just in the uk but my experiences with the music industry is a lot of nice things being told to me all the time mm, mm. a lot of amazing like nice things like oh you're so talented oh you're so this like mm. oh this music sounds good but not a lot of like real information on like also 
what do you actually want to do with me like yeah. do you want to work with me like mm. are you in or are you not that's kind of been my experience a lot of the time with a lot of people in the industry they're all very nice and like very very smiley and like mm. really supportive you know but they're not like, necessarily trying to push you and engineer and yeah it's forth. like a bit of a backseat it's like oh, okay there's a lot of people on the fence I guess and it's yeah. like yeah. I, I like get off the fence yeah it's difficult <laughs> you know, like, choose a say. for people to make moves because there's less money in the music industry now mm-hmm. so there is a lot of that like you're so great in the meeting but yeah. then what's the follow up yeah and I think that it can be at sometimes like it can be a bit soul crushing for artists that yeah. have to deal with like so many people who have like who are said to have like all these connections like oh I love your stuff like it gives you a bit of like a confidence boost but mm-hmm. then when like those conversations don't go any further than like a certain point it can just make you feel well how do you really feel about me sure. like how am I actually doing why is that and why are you paying lip service potentially yeah and it's like obviously you don't want to just like compare your success based of like how people in the industry view you yeah but you need the support though you need yeah. the support you need the resources you need some sort of machine behind you yeah and if they're not willing to put their money where their mouth is that can be yeah it's terrible. like you know I think it's important to just like try and do as much as you can yourself and like not let people from the industry like what they say like whether it's good or bad like always take what they say with like a pinch of salt salt. yeah Mm -hmm. because what they see in my eyes is nothing the same of what the artist sees in their work you know I think as well clarity is a good one because there are so many ways now to release your own music Mm -hmm. and to I guess steer your own career Mm. but that can be a bit blurry as to like okay Mm. what's the best way or like who's on this journey with me do you have like a team of people that you work with at the moment honestly no like it's very very small I have like one or two people who since changing my name Mm. helped me with getting monarchy out but a lot of the work for that was myself yeah. because I just felt at that time it had been like a few months after like the second lockdown I was really depressed and I was just like gosh like I'm doing this full time like I don't have any other job no structure I have to make something work yeah. and like so many people that I was talking to in the industry was they were supportive like you know they loved the song they loved the vibe they loved everything but it was always you know I think it's a bit too early for us to get involved yeah you know mm-hmm. I think we're just going to take a you know back seat and just see how you do but you know just always keep us informed that was always the response yeah. and it was so disheartening because it was like wow you really have to like in the beginning stages do it yourself yeah. like push yeah. yourself yeah. to get there even you know if it's like really really difficult and the people who are there like to help you on the way with getting like all of this early stuff out like those are going to be the ones who are probably going to be on your team for a really long time definitely yeah and I think it is just about I guess having those people you know whether it is a big team or a small team having those people that just fully get Mm. the vision Mm. oh my god that's so important committed to the cause yeah but so do you think there's any downsides to being an artist and kind of living in In the future future. I guess it's what we spoke about before where it's hard to 
be grateful for the present yeah mm. if your eyes are always in the future and also if you're always in the future you're always going to be looking forward you're always going to be looking for more 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 yeah what's better what's better what's better you know i think that that is in my eyes like most of the time to always want better for yourself sure. that is a natural and healthy mindset to have yeah but if it's constant it could turn into pressure yeah it could turn into negative yeah thoughts. and i guess also it can not allow you to be pre- uh, great like grateful for what you yeah. have yeah because exactly. i think being mm-hmm. in the present mm-hmm. sorry being in the future all the time can often mean removes you from the moment yeah and from like being actually feeling gratitude yeah mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you just need moments just sit down and be like yeah. i did that <laughs> like i did that you know what i mean so what does the future hold for you a lot <laughs> i love it a lot a lot yeah i mean i've started put out monarchy change my name so much music coming like a lot that for me has been brewing since the first pandemic mm-hmm. i hardly put any Can music you give us out. a little hint tip <laughs> around sound maybe like the kind of genres or the vibes you're going to be exploring so i'd say that what I want to push Lucy Tan in, like in terms of the music I'll be releasing under that name is, as I was talking about before, like pop music that I love and I listen sure. to and I basically listened to growing up. Like that was like my whole childhood and like now in the older age, you know, I've gone through the phase of like, oh my God, no, like I don't like pop. I like all these other cool things, like, you know? And then I got back and I was like, hey, no, like this is embrace. what. Yeah, embrace it. Like I started off with like singer songwriter, like Adele type music on the piano. She went deep. I went rolling in the deep. So now it's like, okay, now this is what, as an adult like this is what i want to do yeah under this name and this is what makes me happiest so yeah expect some stuff within the world of pop excellent my fave <laughs> um expect some twists in a lot of the visuals i'll be putting out i've been basically planning this whole lead up to my ep and it's going to be a story that basically starts from monarchy to the end so yeah um expect that nice. uh, what about any live shows currently off the cards actually until i've got a bit more music out i mm, think sure, that sure. i actually haven't done a lot of live shows you know what would be your singing. dream venue Ooh, dream venue dream big you can say you can say msg uh, <laughs> madison square yes. um i think that i love I love Electric Brixton. Yeah. I think it's like such a nice stage. It is a cool vibe. I've seen at least cool. five artists perform that. I'm it's like, also like a qualification vibe. Like you get on that stage when yeah. you are at the qualify. Yeah. Like if you, if you, you know, if you, you can sink or you can swim, but if you swim and most artists do at that level. Yeah. Um, I've seen so many people launch pad from there. I've seen like a lot of artists as well perform. I mean, this isn't necessarily live to an audience, but I've seen a lot of artists perform like in the mountains, mm. like in really oh. rural areas. Amazing. Like, Disclosure did this like five hour DJ set in um, Plip VK National Lakes, which is like so a cool. big national park really cool. in Croatia. It's amazing. Like, oh. you have to watch it later, but it's like, okay, I would love to do that. Like, I would yeah. absolutely kill just be me in like a big, massive forest and just sing my little heart out. 
That would be amazing. Well, hopefully we'll see you in a forest yeah. soon. Oh, I mean, forest near you, uh, coming soon. Uh, not identifiable the date or the time, but we will get in touch. Now, before I let you go, I'm gonna shout out your eyeliner real quick because oh this chick, yeah. this chick, in between while we were off air, she was like, "How much time do we have?" And like, I was telling the girls about my struggles with eyeliner. I won't get into them because it's really painful and traumatic. But she did it within like two minutes. So she quit it's quick. So. And thin and, and we're gonna talk we're gonna yep. talk I got some tips for you alright I need all of that you guys have been listening to The Beat London with our sick love takeover we're gonna get you through your Sunday we're here until 2 o'clock today I'm gonna play a little schoolboy cue with studio